Push Your Peak Series 2 is here, a Watch Bite podcast presented by me, Louise Minchin, former BBC Breakfast presenter who took up sport late in life and is a passionate endurance athlete. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the world's most talented sportswomen and men who achieved extraordinary things. I'll be finding out what it takes, both physically and mentally, to surpass what you think you're capable of to achieve your goals. Tune in to hear these truly inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals, no matter how big or small. Like and subscribe to listen to a new episode every Wednesday. Push Your Peak, a podcast for real athletes who don't know their limits. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by the Black Ferns Culture and Leadership Manager for the New Zealand women's rugby team, Alan Bunting. Alan's credentials are world class, having been involved with the Black Ferns Sevens for up to a decade, overseeing their success at every international tournament. And now he's a part of the Black Ferns Senior Rugby Union team, who are currently competing in the Rugby World Cup. His on-field achievements are well documented, but one of his great strengths is growing and supporting an authentic and inclusive, high-performing environment that empower those within. Um, Alan Bunting, how lovely to speak to you right away across the other side of the world. So right now it's my evening, it's your morning. Um, tell us a little bit about your morning so far, because I know you're, you know, you're so super involved with the team. This morning I had a little bit of a sleep and I woke up at seven. I usually up pretty early, um, did my morning stuff, my usual routine, did some exercise, connected with my family. And then, um, you know, once I do that, my I'm at peace and then I can get on with my day. And now I'm sort of on with you guys. That's a really interesting approach. I love that because this podcast is Push Your Peak. And I love that, um, you know, your first thing in your morning, uh, uh, exercise and family. That's really interesting. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I've got to I've got to do it. You know, if I want to be at my best, I've got to make sure I'm taking care of myself. You know, I, I used to put a lot of energy into everyone else and deprive myself of that sort of stuff. And eventually, especially through campaigns like this, you start running quite short on what you know filling your own cup so you know every day I, I put some time into me I get up early I make sure I have my space and I look at the things that I can do better from the last day and have a little bit of a focus for the day and then um, make sure I get my exercise and you know, have the the food that energizes me and then you know, when I get to a point where I've got to contribute or do what I need to do I'm at my best. Wow this is such a sort of familiar thing last year we had a we were able to speak to the All Blacks coach and and it was it's really interesting because I can hear themes already coming Coming through, which is similar in that kind of very intelligent way of being disciplined, but for you know, and looking after yourself. I'm um, just quickly on the exercise. What's the exercise for you then this morning, for example? So this morning, like I usually, I love to lift. My biggest work on is not you know giving myself a bit of a rest. So this morning, I did a bit of mobility and stretching, and I'm getting a little bit older. I've got old injuries, so you know, taking the time to stretch and do some some of the sort of core exercises and sometimes I do jump on a, a watt bike and you know have a bit of run get the blood going through my legs and but yeah I, I usually love to lift but I've got to slow down sometimes because I, I keep thinking I'm a professional athlete and I need to um, keep pushing myself so you know taking the time to recover and regrow well, is really important. Okay so you've got a new job which is wonderful um, you are Black Ferns culture and leadership manager let's start with Black Ferns shall we actually because that's New Zealand's women's uh, professional players the national team essentially isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And professional players, we've just sort of jumped into that that zone. So you know, there's a whole lot of learning and growing and, and learning what that means. And yeah, for me, I like I can't stay in a box. <laughs> you know, when you sort of look and you see things, you're involved in something. If something needs to be said, then I'll usually 
you know, talk about it, whether it's my responsibility or not. And, you know, those conversations are pretty, pretty important. But uh, I guess, you know, for my role, the Black Ferns have been through a bit of change and a, you know, a bit of, bit of tough, in a tough space. You know, they've been amazingly successful and there's been some absolute gold in that. But you know, how to, you know, I, I, I see my role as, you know, how do we really, there's a hundred things you can focus on each day. You know, what are the critical things that we can really bring this team to life? You know, we've got, we've got amazing you know, I'm learning every day from the management we have, the experience we we have in us. But how do we bring all of that knowledge and and narrow down our focus to the critical things that really can bring this team to life for this World Cup? But most importantly, probably for the future. Right. So already looking beyond. We want to win a World Cup. You know, when you when you represent your country, the expectations is as you do that. But my my mindset is, you know, always sustainability and future, and you know, the the young ladies. That are in this country, we've got this opportunity. Home World Cup. You know, they want to see what we're doing. They want to see the smile on our faces. They want to see the tears, but they want to be a part of it. You know, that's the most important thing. So, the future of the Black Ferns is, you know, probably the the primary focus. Yeah, and we've seen the impact here with the women's game and the Euros. It just can have such a huge impact if you go and win the big tournaments. It's such a massive impact, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it does. And But then, it, you know, no matter what the outcome, your behaviours in those moments are really important too. And I'll, you know, you look at the, the Black Caps, our cricket team, amazing, got to finals, lost, but how they, how they their behaviour in defeat was inspiring and you know we have a special thing that's it's really hard to explain called mana here is and it's something that is is really powerful and you know enhancing that each day in our culture and our rugby is something really important and the only thing that you can measure that by is you know who you connect with or who you come up against what they say about you after that's the only way you can measure that whether you win lose draw you know how you behave in those moments are are really important can have a massive inspiring impact on people that are watching or hearing or feeling what what we're doing so you say it's hard to explain but give it a go for me so i mean you've done a little bit there but ma- how do i pronounce it manna yeah manna yeah it's um well it is uh, for me it's leadership of self it's authenticity you know being really aware of who you are your identity know the story of your ancestors and where you came from and you know how do you really pull all of the greatness from that but be really aware of you know some of the defects in that and and then you know you continue on that story how can I make that better in my behavior my actions my hard work and probably the the biggest values and in, in professional sport that I think are vital is humility and selflessness when you're a part of a team it's certainly not about one person it's about a bigger thing than you your team your country your families that you know the young ones out there and sometimes when you miss selection or you you know it's pretty easy to get caught up in your own thinking and and that sort of energy can really take away from a, a team you know whether you're in the starting 15 on the bench understand watching didn't quite make the team you can you can still contribute and, and bring the energy to bring that to life so some of the really important things around you know, mana and, and the other one is courage. If you want to create something really special and be very successful, you, you have to be uncomfortable often. And when if you can really jump and um, commit yourself into those moments, and that's where the real growth happens. Gosh, these are great things, great lessons to to take. Um, you you mentioned where you come from, your identity, and that's a sort of brilliant segue. I wanted to ask you. So tell us about yourself. Where do you come from? What's your identity? Yeah, I come from a, a beautiful little city called Rotorua. I've the, been there. Beautiful. Yeah, 
Yeah, you, you would have smelt it too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Geothermal stuff back home, and you know, I I was actually, you know, I, I've been going through my own stuff, trying to really search for my identity and really find out who I, you know, who I am through my coaching career, and it's really, really, really helped me. I grew up in Otero and um, I was actually, you know, adopted, and and I went to a school that was heavily Maori populated. That's my my ethnicity, and you know, I knew I was Maori. Um, I didn't really know how to be one mm-hmm. you know, so I you know I really felt I, I struggled because I you know I was trying to find somewhere where I belonged I was almost pretending to be didn't want to be found out so I was a little bit lost and you know where I grew up but um you know this beautiful thing sport came along and someone gave me a, a special gift so you know whenever they were picking teams I used to get picked pretty quickly and you know that's it that's a lovely feeling you know when you feel really valued and you felt like you belonged and to be honest probably sport saved my life in the beginning and gave me something that I felt like I was a part of and really valued and you know and ever since then as a you know as a player cricket everything cricket rugby football basketball surfing um you know it really gave me a a pathway and you know it really helped me place me where I am today and but then when you get to high performance sport it's quite edgy right you know and you just yeah. collected and you know the thing that fills your heart so you know when that sort of that stuff started to happen I had to really go find you know what was really filling my soul because I didn't want my life to be all about sport so you know I had to go back and find real family and you know I had a couple of you know, mothers and fathers and all that sort of stuff pass away, which I went through some pretty tough times. But, um, you know, through those tough times, that actually found reconnected with real family. And, you know, I go back to Rotorua quite often now. I found my marae. You know, we bathe in these beautiful mineral hot pools. We. I'm sorry, you know, you'll, have to, you'll have to explain that to me as well. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. So, yeah, marae is like a, our whare. It's where our people belong. It's, wow. it's the... The land so being able to go back there and and really finding a place where I do belong and we bathe in these beautiful baths that the water comes up from the earth you're not allowed to wear any clothes so my my young fellows I've got three beautiful sons and a daughter they you know they have to get used to bathing in the mud you know for me you know I, I don't have to worry about what sport does now it's just something that really fulfills my purpose because my you know I, I know where I come from now and it's been you know a beautiful part of my own journey Wow, that's just a beautiful, I mean, you've explained it beautifully. And just listening to you, I'm sort of struck by how the physicality of where you come from is important. Yeah, it is. You know, having the awareness of, you no, know, for me, I, I found a, a great grandmother that had a massive contribution around leadership and through some of the story through our country. And, you know, one of the first strengths was her ability to care and, and love giving food, you know, not fighting, but facing fight with love and care. And, you know, that can really stop conflict. And, you know, that's one of the things that that I have within me, you know, finding that those sort of stories are, are pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, really. I mean, it's absolutely wonderful to hear it. And not what I was sort of expecting. I'm, I'm late at night, you're early in the morning. It's absolutely incredible. So talk a little bit about, because there's so much strength in what you say, the All Blacks and the Black Ferns are hugely well known for their culture, their values. And you've already alluded to lots of that. Just tell us for you, if you could sort of distill it, what are the values that you're trying to, and it'll be so much of what you've said already, actually, the try, what you're trying to bring to them, the team. You know, I, I think our job as leaders is, you know, I'm really clear about my purpose and what really energizes me. And if I'm in a, in a, a workplace or something and I'm not living my purpose, you're never, ever going to get my passion. 
you know, I'm going to be pretending I like it. And, you know, so how do we find or help our people find their absolute highest value or purpose and their why they are getting up and why they're doing what they're doing and bringing that to life. And then you get intrinsic motivation. You know, you don't have to do too much motivation around your people. So that's the first thing is um, allowing your people to find out or guide them or they already have, bring their life or their purpose and their highest value to life and then bring that and connect that into a team purpose, which should be aligned, you know, and that's probably the most important thing. And when you can get people coming in, and contributing from their heart and soul and that connects to the mind and then you get something very very special that happens and i think that's our our number one job as leaders is to have people coming into your environment bringing an energy that's coming from their soul connecting them to a value or a purpose where the team's going to go and then very special i've already talked about authenticity how do you get people Mm. coming into environment not having to change the way they talk look you know to fit in they are coming in and being their complete selves. You know, they're really clear of the behaviors that we want to, and that's aligned to their purpose. And we're, we're helping, everyone's contributing to bring something bigger than themselves to life. I expect you can spot it pretty quickly when they're not doing that. What do you do? Yeah, you can, but it's it's not as easy as just saying, hey, that find your purpose, that's great. Come and live it every day. You know, we get our daily challenges. It's hard trying to be the best you can be each day. It's hard with the expectations of a country, an organization, your coaches can be judgmental. It has to be judgmental. We need you to be better. So that can really in turn your focus from contributing to, you know, selfishness. <laughs> or what about me? I didn't get to do that. And, you know, all the stuff it's then it's like, how do we it doesn't mean people are bad, you know, bad people. It just mm-hmm. means that sometimes need a bit of time and a and a real good conversation around how can we help you? How do we really make you feel valued that you are still contributing, whether you are on the field or off the field or you know, it's it's a it's a daily work. Culture and environment, you don't just come in and say, Hey, we've nailed it, let's just work on rugby. It's it's daily and it has to be something important and and put into your day and and something that's valued. And the other important thing is acknowledging it. You know, how do you have an award system or acknowledgement system that you're you're not just awarding tries and big tackles, you're awarding the certain values and behaviors that are gonna, you know, create an environment where everyone feels like they're valued and, and thriving. This podcast is brought to you by Wattbike. Push your performance this year with Wattbike. Whether you're training for a sportive or simply want to get fitter, the award-winning smart bike Wattbike Atom could be your perfect training partner. With integrated gear shifters, real ride feel and gold standard accuracy, this is the ultimate indoor bike to kickstart your indoor training. You can measure and track your cycling performance on the free Wattbike Hub app, and get real-time feedback on your pedaling technique too. Expertly crafted and designed in the UK, what bikes are tough enough to withstand elite athletes in training while beautiful enough to sit in your own home? Discover how what bike can help you reach your goals this year. Just head to whatbike.com. Okay, so just tell us a little bit about the Black Ferns and how, you know, where, you know, you say they've been through kind of a bit of a tough time. Yeah, well, tough time, right? Obviously, COVID and not being able to play and, you know, ladies having to work and expected 
to you know perform to their best so it's it's been and then transferring into professional now and learning what that really means as an athlete and then change with coaches and the environment so change is really hard eh, for people and it has been a tough time but you know whenever you hear about a team and when they succeed and there's something really amazing that happens there's always somewhere if you look back where there's been something really tough that's happened and through those tough times you know, that's usually when you look quite deep within yourself the organization and everything else and usually brings about intervention and change that needs to happen so I guess that's what this team's been through so you know although it was tough where this team is moving is you know very exciting and, and special. Um, now you used to play yourself didn't you so I mean that must be you know they know when you're talking that they you've got a, a different perspective as well you're not just someone who's I don't know, the coach or management, are you? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have been a player, but I, I guess for me, I wish, you know, everyone says this, I wish I knew what I do now back then. You know, I'm, okay, really. Most of the time, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, guide athletes to probably do what I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some great stuff that I did do, but, you know, I, I got to a point where, I certainly wasn't looking after myself. I didn't understand the power of the mind and sports psychology. You know, we didn't really have the help and support that we had then. You know, it was like toughen up and get back out on the field and keep going. So, you know, I guess that, you know, that being an athlete on that side and now being a coach, you know, it probably helps me about understanding what it feels like to be in in players' shoes sometimes and getting the balance between that and, and, you know, being a supporter and someone trying to help bring that potential out. So it's, it's been pretty you know, helps me see from both sides. In the last series, we talked in depth about the All Blacks and what an extraordinary reputation they kind of have and carry before them. Every, you know, every time they come and play over here, you know, there is a force, there's a power. And what's it like for the women's team to be sort of alongside them? Are they, do they feel part of that? Mm. Oh, yeah, we're, the All Blacks, now we've got, you know, Dan Carter, Richie McCall, all, they're all reaching out and helping and supporting. And, you know, you can really feel, you talked about that power. That's mana. <laughs> That's something that, you know, is globally respected, you know, not not just for the success, but behaviours that probably, you know, when you're, you're playing the rest of the world for so long, they've done so well, you know, and, and they're good people. And then we've we got the support of the All Blacks in a country really feeling that. And, you know, and, you know, when you've got two teams really closely aligned, get each other supporting each other, it really makes a difference. The potential for women's rugby and the future in New Zealand is absolutely massive, you know, opportunities to play and train and really good coaches and support, you know, at a lower level, which will only bring to life the, the, the higher level. So I think the direction that we're going at the moment is really exciting. Uh, what other teams do you admire? Women's uh, teams? Women's teams. <laughs> what about England? <laughs> yeah, oh, right. you know, they've done really well. Eh? They're probably the example of making a really good decision and going full-time professional professional um, after the World Cup and you know look what's happened now when you get a, a group of ladies that are really driven that get to you know spend a lot of time together and and train and not have to really worry about too much else I don't I don't know the personal stories for them but yeah um, it's the same as you know wasn't when I was with the sevens when we went professional a while back because we had the Olympics um, the growth of being together you know we don't have to worry about things that we haven't worked on we actually worry about geez we need some time away from each other <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting, isn't it, to be talking about um, this game and, and only, you, you know, only just have gone professional. It seems so last century, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about women's teams, you know, there's a woman, English, you know, the woman, the Roses, you know, great. There's 
um, the Japanese football team that done amazing, you know, some of these stories. And then we've got some um, Valerie Adams, some local athletes that are just absolutely inspiring that support our ladies. And Lisa Carrington, you know, she's, I don't know how I've lost count of how many gold medals she's won, but, you know, the, our ladies connect with those ladies and they share their stories of, you know, the tough times and the, and the glory. And, you know, there's so many amazing stories out there with women's sports teams and, and athletes. So, you know, being able yeah, to connect and share stories. Silver, our Silver Ferns netball team, we got to watch them and cheer them on. The, the Women's Rugby World Cup had to be delayed. It's currently going on. I mean, it's must be a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's, yeah, there is a lot of pressure. But, you know, when you really think about pressure, it's, it's actually quite a privileged pressure. <laughs> You know, the pressure of having to put food on the table for your family when, you know, you, you can't do that, that, you know, when it becomes life and death and others and family and siblings is that's that's pressure. You know, what, what we have is we get to represent our country, our families. Um, it's, it's more of an opportunity to, you know, be really courageous and commit and jump into those spaces and not worry about too much what's going to happen you know the, the ultimate goal to high performance is presence and faith in yourself you know if you can bring your team to that over and over again well then special things happen ah we'll see won't we and what does success look like for you in the world cup um our, our ladies walking out on the field in the biggest stage and being free and whatever happens after that then we'll get the most amazing learning free from their fear free from all these expectations have absolute faith in their identity how much <clears throat> hard work they've done and embrace it and go and be themselves i think if any of us could do that in whatever we're doing whether it's doing our jobs or i don't know whatever wherever wherever you turn up that's an extraordinary empowering thing isn't it yes it is it's what it's it's why i'm here and doing this job you know when i see that happen it's absolutely fulfilling tell us a little bit about your have you got personal goals that you'd like to achieve so for me i try and like the same thing i try and stay really present you know we can i can worry about what's next and all this sort of stuff i'm actually at peace with where i am now and i'm not too worried about what's next i just want to contribute where i can now and for me the measure of how well i've done is how much i don't need to do you know if i'm here not doing much well then and this team is operating by itself and you know we've got some amazing people here you know my my leadership philosophy is um i contribute as much as i can but my ultimate goal is that i'm not needed and then i can move on somewhere else <laughs> that's an extraordinary goal to have i'm i'm gobsmacked by that but you're right you can yeah. just carry on and then the culture carries on without you yeah and if you you know if you usually do your best and certainly not just about me when you yeah. get to the end of that something else comes up so tell me uh let's talk a little bit about the training and training them we've heard about your lifting so how hard do you how hard do they have to work yeah extreme extremely hard right you know the for me the foundations of rugby comes from strength you know you if you're really strong then you can be you can maximize power and then on the end of power you have speed speed of movement and and rugby is a game physically is about speed power and agility and doing that over and over and over and over again in all of your tactical and technical space. So, you know, if you haven't got that, then your rugby's never going to be as as great as it can be. So, and then, you know, obviously I talked about over and over and over again, and that comes with having the lungs and the aerobic and anaerobic capacity, which I guess connects back into what bike and. Yeah, yeah. And you can't run every day and it's often good where you can get the same sort of hit 
aerobically anaerobically on a, on a watt bike without the impact through the joints, which I think is absolutely you know, amazing. So yeah, it's vital. So the watt bikes, I know they do train on them all the time. So do they have set set sessions? Yeah, all that. Well, watt bikes, what are, what are they? Give, we have them wherever we go. They're in our team room. Management uses them a heck of a lot. You know, it's rehab, it's prehab, it's conditioning, it's anaerobic, it's aerobic, it's recovery, um, it's low impact, you know, the same sort of stuff. So, you know, they're absolutely vital. But I think one of the big things that's, it's mental health too, especially for management. You know, when we get short times or short spaces, we jump on a watt bike, you don't have to go very far and you can get a real good you know, release of what you need to release. So, you know, having watt bikes around and the quality of, you know, workouts you can get on them is absolutely, you know, amazing. So, yeah, watt bike is uh, massively valued. Oh, that's so interesting to hear it. So you're on it as well. Yeah. 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 I Like for me at the moment, I'm... Um, I'm trying to put on weight, so um, are you? <laughs> I jump on it every now and then to, you know, get some blood through my legs and that. But you know, I, I really enjoy lifting. That you know, when I do jump on a bike, it's definitely what what. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant to hear. Listen, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, I will let you go in a second, but yeah. before I do, um, tell me about the surfing because you're a surfer as well. Yeah, I, I love surfing, and you know, I've we have um, these pillars, or you know, that whole identity thing, and we often get tied up in our work and everything's to do with work. And surfing completely takes me away from that. You know, you have to respect the sea and being in the environment, and on a beautiful day when everything's glassy, it's the most magical thing. From it's it's really spiritual for me, and you know, being able to connect to the ocean, go out there and enjoy my surfing and, and be free from my work and everything like that's amazing. And when I be after, when I get to do that with my my, my family and my young boys it's it's a really special place for filling my cup that's what I was going to ask I was like do they surf they do yeah they do they're you know, six eight and ten and yeah they, we're lucky we live close to the beach so we can walk down there and get out there as much as we can and through COVID it was a you know a lifesaver we get to go down there every day and connect to the ocean so it was oh yeah. it sounds it sounds ideal and of course we're used to cold waters here what the, what's the water temperature with you I, I love it. I, you know, sometimes it is cold when you first get in, but it's good for your body. And in the summer, it's absolutely beautiful. But in the winter, the air is really cold. But when you get in the water, it's not not as cold. So I don't think there is a swimming season if you get in there and you feel the value of the ocean. You can swim all year round. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. There's so so much insight there, and I'm sure everybody listening to this, um, I'm going to go back and listen, take notes. Because every time I speak to anybody from the All Blacks or, or the Black Furs, honestly, you've got so much to learn, so much to say. So thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm going to do the quick fire questions. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure after a Savage What Bike session? I don't have it. I love avocado and nice fats. So I'm, I don't really have a problem. I do like chocolate. <laughs> a little bit of chocolate. Yeah, I love chocolate that little probably bit. Probably my one. Yeah. Uh, what, do you have a song that gets you pumped for a workout? Um, no, I, I actually like to be really present and, and just focus on my breathing. So I don't mind having no no music. I never run with music because I want to listen to the birds. Who or what is your motivation? Uh, my, my, my motivation is my, my family and I want to create an environment where my kids can be themselves. And that's our overall family vision is creating an environment where they feel safe and not to control their lives too much and prepare them, prepare them for life. Mm-hmm. A best piece of advice you've ever been given? Be me. Oh, listen, Alan, I know you're a busy man. Thank you very much indeed for your time. It's been really fascinating. Thank you. Oh, thanks very much, Louise. 
Next week, I'll be joined by European champion and England Lioness goalkeeper Mary Earps a team that stole the hearts of the nation in the summer for winning the Euros. Mary's performance will live long in the history of the tournament and she's making a huge impact on the future of women's football. This podcast was brought to you by Wattbike. The Wattbike Atom is the ultimate indoor bike to kickstart your training. No matter what your training or fitness goals are, the free Wattbike Hub app can get you there. Check out watchbike.com to push your performance edge.